The big question that every writer has is, how can I sell more books? Or if they're not published yet, it's how can I write books that sell? But when writers approach selling books from a numbers perspective, they're missing out on the amazing relationships they could be building with readers through their stories. It's impossible to write books that resonate with readers when you're writing for money, because money can't read. But shouldn't writers be able to make a living with their stories? Well, when you connect with human souls, readers turn into fans and friends, and that's when consistent income begins. That and so much more. But how do writers connect with readers? That is the question this podcast aims to answer. My name is Kristen Spencer, and this is the Expensive Words Podcast. All right, welcome to the final class in the Writing 101 series. Uh, We are going to basically do a review. I'll call this a wrap-up. And we're going to talk about all the classes that we've gone over so far. And also, I'm going to uh, recommend another resource for you. And I, first of all, I want to say thank you for being in this course with me. It has been my pleasure uh, to think about the genesis of my writing story, uh, you know, the story of when I started writing. (laughs) I should clarify that because of what kind of podcast this is. And also to think about the process that I have and the process that you can implement next time you have a story idea. And also, you know, what to do if you're feeling intimidated. So let's go ahead and jump right into the review. We're going to talk about how you get from your story idea, aka your glorious glimmer, to sitting down to write your story, which is hopefully what's going to happen after you listen to this episode. All right, so episode one was called How to Start. And we talked in that episode about the glorious glimmer, the, the idea behind the story. And we also talked about how uh, maybe you don't start with your most precious glorious glimmer. We talked about that in episode two, I believe. Episode two is where you take your story idea, the glorious glimmer, and you change it into a story plan. And uh, so whatever story idea you have, remember, it needs to be more than I want to change someone's mind about this one thing that I feel very passionate about because that's not really enough. The the thing is your why has to involve a who because you need to figure out who your character is. And that was the transition from episode one to episode two, where in episode two, we started talking about how you change a story idea into a story plan based on your character. And, uh, what your goals for that character are. And we talked about how to create a more fleshed out character, which means that you've thought about the details of their life. They feel real. Things are complicated for them. And then we took a break from that to talk about the taboo idea that you must have a completely original idea that no one's ever heard of or thought before uh, in order to write a good book. And the episode name for that was, What If My Idea Isn't Original?, And I talked about how there are really no original ideas left in this world. There are different twists on things, and you can certainly put your own spin on a familiar trope. Uh, We also discussed how readers like familiar things, and if your idea is too original, you won't be able to find an actual target audience for it. And we did mention a little background on tropes and target audiences. But like I said in the last episode, that's something that's a little bit more complicated. So we didn't go too deeply into that. But we said, hey, look, 
if your idea is not completely original, guess what? That's fine. That's even good. And uh, you don't need to put that pressure on yourself to write something that's completely new and innovative. And actually, for your first story, you kind of want to do something familiar that's not so intimidating when you get further along in your writing career and you've experienced more as a writer, you can start to try experiments. Uh, but for your first book, you need to pick something cozy, something comfortable, something that has a message that you support based on the character's experience, not just a vague message that you want to share. All right. So after that, we talked about how to breathe life into your character. And so through that, we talked about how you go from the idea of a glorious glimmer to the bones of your story, which we also talked about in episode two, because we talked about the character and their goals. But in episode four, we took it a step further and we decided, okay, what are the bones of your story? And by that, I asked you to come up with a character arc uh, that would be able to coincide with the plot, which was part of episode five. So in episode four, we talked about creating obstacles uh, via plot in a way that makes your character arc progress the way that you need it to in order to get to the end of the arc. And we talked about how you need to know where your character's starting point is and where your character's finishing point is based on their journey and also whether you're writing a standalone book or a book in a series. Because remember, if you're writing a book in a series, then that character arc has to go through several books, but you also need to have many arcs in each book because each book needs to be self-contained. So, you know, not complex at all. But really, these ideas are simple, and I'm confident that you can flow with them now that we've gone over them so much together. So in episode four, uh, we said, okay, the character arc is going to form the bones of your story. And then in episode five, we said, okay, now that we know what the bones need to be for the character arc, we can go ahead and use the plot and the circumstances that are happening around the character to spur on that development. And those are going to be the rules for uh, how your story progresses. And we talked about using a plot uh, worksheet, using a plot worksheet that actually has uh, percentages for plot points and pinch points worked out. And uh, I'm going to give you the worksheet website again, of course, in this episode, but uh, at the, later. So we talked about that and uh, how you need to figure out how your plot's going to go in conjunction with your character arc. And basically now you have the idea, the entire idea for the story. And uh, I talked about how I don't like to really make uh, excessive notes at this point because I want to leave room for discovery. And I choose to uh, discover the in-between parts of how to get to my plot points. So I plan out my plot points, I plan out my pinch points, and I don't really plan out anything else except for the characters and then the character arc of the protagonist. And I discover my way through those uh, plot points. But I know what's going to happen at the beginning of the story when I'm trying to win the reader and tell them what the stakes are for the protagonist and what's going to happen at the end of the story when everything's going to come to a resolution. In episode six, we talked about how to keep going in general, but specifically uh, in writing, how it's really good to have a writing friend and to have a writing plan because your brain gets tired about halfway through your story and you need a note from your previously coherent self. And so that's, I also brought up the workshop, uh, the worksheets in that episode. 
in episode seven, we got to one of everyone's favorite things, world building and setting. And I just want to add a note here that world building and setting can seem very exciting when you're doing it. And you can get into all these nuances, but you don't really need to plan for anything that doesn't uh, automatically apply to your story. So you don't need to know what four different species of lizard live in the tunnel of the space station uh, that launched from planet Tharnax, okay? So <laughs> don't get distracted from writing by staying in your world building because that's what feels safe because no one else is going to read it. And so that's why it feels good to write in it because you know that, but that's not what is going to help you grow as a writer, we also talked about how your world needs to have rules that you understand so that you can avoid making all the readers hate you <laughs> because we don't want a deus ex machina, which is when a plot device magically appears and solves all the problems and uh, there's no explanation for it and there was no foreshadowing toward it and readers feel like that's lazy writing and I agree with them. Uh, I do think that that's lazy writing. And if you can't figure out a way to make it work within your old rules, you need to take a step back from your project, have your accountability buddy look through what you've been working on and give you some suggestions. And I also suggested that if you're looking for a writing buddy, that you join the perfect read writing group, which you can find by going to literarysymmetry.com slash fbgroup. And it will forward you to that Facebook group where you can make writerly friends. All right, and then in episode eight, I talked about nonfiction and how storytelling applies to nonfiction, and we specifically went over self-help books and memoir, and uh, I got off on a tangent about how yelling at the reader in bitter tones is not going to endear them to you, and how you need to take a look at what you're trying to help them with and give them a sense of hope, or else they're just not going to be along for the ride. Okay. Those were all the episodes. So uh, now you can actually sit down and write your story. But if you're feeling like, okay, I need a little bit more help, Kristen. I need some more examples than the ones that you already gave me. I would say you are more than ready to go ahead and do an in-depth study of all these things by reading Write the Perfect Read, the fiction edition. And I'm not just telling you that because I wrote the book with Maria, my co-author slash bestie. I'm telling you it because in that book, there are dozens of real examples of all of these different uh, elements for writing that we see in books, television, and film. And some of these examples you'll know. Some of them you can have a homework day and go watch some of the films uh, or get some of the books. But you're going to see real examples of authors and writers and creators who were able to successfully take these elements and form them into a compelling story, uh, one that has stuck with me and obviously has stuck with other people. And you'll also learn some really amazing tips that Maria includes in the book on how to set yourself up as uh, a writer and create those habits to be able to write every day. So yes, you can read that book. Listen, this is going to be a similar link to the workshop to the worksheet link, but it's different. Okay, so if you go to literarysymmetry.com/wtbr-fiction, you're going to see all the wonderful platforms that Write the Perfect Read, the fiction edition, is on, and you can choose whichever one you like. Uh, and if you're interested in the worksheets, you go to literarysymmetry.com/wtbr-f. 
And that's going to take you to the free worksheets, which we've completely revamped recently. And they're more helpful than ever. They're the actual worksheets that I use when I'm planning a story. And they're going to help you so that you can take all this knowledge that has been in your brain from these uh, eight classes, now nine classes, in the Writing 101 series and be able to get stuff down on paper and start working. And uh, if you feel like you need more help, you can go get Write the Perfect Read the Fiction Edition, and it will help you understand how to implement these ideas in a deeper way. There's also a bonus chapter because we're getting ready to release the audiobook version uh, where you can read about trope and target audience. And it's pretty informative. And also you can go uh, read the Story Filters course, which is a PDF slash uh, video course, and you can also get the audiobook of that if you're interested. Uh, and that will tell you more about how to filter information through your brain, but it also has an equation for you to create the hook, which is how you tell the reader what is at stake for the characters. So you can uh, experience that wonderful course that I've created for you by going to literarysymmetry.com slash storyfilters. I'm really excited for you as you move forward on your storytelling journey. I can't wait to see what you come up with and to hear about the process that you're developing. And remember, it is never too late to write the story of your heart. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to expensivewords.com or you can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer. And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. Happy writing.